Yo, 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 what's going on, folks, man? It's your boy, Money Mac, coming back to you again from the said podcast, episode number five. And today, man, we're going to get into a few topics, bro, in relation to sneakers, definitely culture, and what's seemingly hot right now are comedians. Yes, comedians have been the topic du jour. Uh, since Cat Williams did his interview, and we're going to get a little into some of our funniest comedians that we still consider underrated. I'm your boy, Money Matt, man. Let's get into it. Now, first topic we're going to talk about today is the graceful bow. I must say, it's a graceful bow. Well played games in the divisional round of playoffs last weekend. And for whatever it was, man, every last one of those games came down. Okay, every game but the Baltimore game came down to the last possession. What a weekend for NFL divisional playoff football. And I must say, the freaking Lions have won two playoff games. And now they are heading to the NFC Championship game. Yes, yes, yes. If you've been sleeping under a rock, the Detroit freaking Lions have won two playoff games and are now two games away from being Super Bowl champions. Bruh, hell has officially froze over the freaking Lions. Bruh. That is, I must take off my hat to the Detroit Lions. They have done things that, okay, at the beginning of the season, we knew that the Lions were going to be pretty good. And the fact that Aaron Rodgers went ahead and departed the NFC North, it was game over. It was wide open in the NFC North because, you know, let's be honest, nobody thought the Packers were going to end up where they did. Uh, in the playoffs not at all and me i'm a diehard packers fan and i didn't really expect that honestly i didn't so we all knew the detroit lions were going to take a step forward but we had no idea that they were going to take this step forward so hats off to the detroit lions and their fans well deserved lions fans enjoy soak it up because this win or go home now baby now to the baltimore ravens Obviously, they did their things to advance against the Texans, and Lamar continues to just wow us on this MVP season. Um, and I say that because it's a no-brainer that he's going to be the MVP this year. Um, he finally got over that hump, finally gets a playoff win. Now he's 1-3 in the playoffs, and for all intents and purposes, everybody's expecting them to uh represent the AFC uh for the Super Bowl. So but we gotta play the games. We do have to play the games. Um and that's just the way it is, man. So Texas fans, you got a bright future ahead of y'all, man. With CJ at the helm and D'Amico coaching the team, man. You guys have a really, really, really bright future uh coming up ahead. Um so hats off to the Texans good season man nobody expected you guys to be there um with a rookie quarterback so hats off to texans and their fans 
well-deserved good season and i know y'all looking forward to season two of the cj stroud show now i must acknowledge all the niner fans begrudgingly because that was a hell of a game against the green bay packers that was a hell of a game boy it was an emotional roller coaster back and forth back and forth back and forth yes debo samuel samuels got hurt um had to get would a game had been different if debo was in the game we don't know we'll never know he got injured and that's that but man i was a nervous wreck during this game man and in the end a missed field goal and cmc was way too much for our, our young packers to overcome jordan love experience inexperience um kind of got the best of him he was trying to do a little bit too much um and be the superhero but in the end man this is our first run with jordan love at the helm and i seriously am so excited about seasons to come because we are the youngest team in the nfl and nobody expected us to be there nobody expected us to be there including myself so yeah we was playing with house money man but but we almost took the bank man so hats out to 49ers fans um yeah i gotta i didn't really have to eat much crow um this year from my niner fan uh family members so you know it's all good all they can say it was a hell of a game and i must say that was probably the best game uh, of the playoffs so far came down to the last possession and yeah so last but not least Oh boy, y'all tired of seeing Tay Tay? Y'all know who Tay Tay is. Stop playing, bro. We talking about Taylor Swift. So I said to say, get over it if you tired of seeing Taylor Swift because the Chiefs are in this thing for one more week because Patty Mahomes uh, does what he does best in the playoffs. So they move on to the AFC Championship. Man, Josh Allen is a big player. Man, he's the biggest player um probably in buffalo bills history man but he just can't get over that hump man if it ain't pat mahomes it's the cincinnati Bengals with joe burrow and man it doesn't matter it does not matter josh allen put that team on his back but in the end man you live by the gun you die by the gun and he that costly interception at the end of the game cost them a chance um to do something great and of course they're gonna try to put it on a kicker and say it was his fault that they lost the game no no it was not if he would have hit digs on that slant route in the middle of the field they probably would have lived to fight another day but instead the legend of patty mahomes lives on so congratulations to the chiefs man you guys who is gonna be a good one it's gonna be a good one man it is definitely gonna be a good one you got two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the last four years playing against each other in the afc championship game it's gonna be electric so we looking forward to that game baltimore and the chiefs now on to some sneaker news man we had some crazy leaks last week man we had some crazy, crazy leaks. The 
I'm I'm in year Jordan 4 Phantom. Sounds intriguing, right? Well, it ain't really been released yet based on the, the information provided. Here's what we can speculate though. The colorway is called Phantom, right? And it suggests a predominantly white or light gray color scheme. But from what we've seen, it don't really look like that. It looks like a softer palette of all the colors that I'm on my year normally goes with. Um, what we can expect is premium materials, obviously, because it's I'm on my year, um, aligned with the, the top notch quality that always associates with I'm on my year. Uh, collaborations with Jordan and we'll get some subtle variations in textures and finishes um, that could elevate that monochromatic look everybody's got them the pale ghost riders or the Sammy Sosa's but because I mean they were super pale like they were super super pale um, to this day there hasn't been a release date yet but rumors do suggest that them joints gonna be dropping fall 2024 um along with another jordan 3 from amaminir um possibly in a contrasting colorway so they have done that before they did this with the jordan 5 uh in 2023 with the dusk and the dawn pair so yeah stay tuned for that but that wasn't the only thing that I'm on the year kind of leaked. Mr. Whitner had on a pair of those joints. But there was also an Air Max 95 that was leaked last week. Now, the first glimpses of this sneaker debuted at the Paris Fashion Week. It was generating all kind of buzz among sneakerheads. So it's rumored to release in the fall and the winter of 2024 um with obviously availability on amaminier and nike.com but we all know some other boutiques may get some but probably not um the retail price obviously has not been disclosed either but you can expect the same palette using predominantly uh shades of dusty pink and purples on this air max 95 with the Amon Minier branding and it did have a uh, an Amon Minier signature uh, up by the toe box area so I think that was a nice subtle touch man and it provided some pop for the shoe so obviously the hype and the expectation for this shoe is probably going to be crazy because it's an Air Max 95 and from what the images that we've seen, they kind of reminds of a, of a um, Sean Weatherspoon type 95. So stay tuned for that, man. And we're going to see what them joints look like, whether we're going to cop them or whether we're going to let them ride. I think we're probably going to go for them, though, just because um, not a lot of Air Max 95s in the collection. And trying to stay away from the Jordan brand releases in 2024 is going to be hard. But... We still trying to diversify, man. So that's it for sneaker news, man. Um, stay tuned to YouTube because we got the video with video review of the uh, 2024 Nike Dunk Low Valentines that we're going to bring to the channel. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please get on over there. 
and subscribe to YouTube channel, the set vids at youtube.com. Um, so with that being said, bro, all right, these comedians these days are the topic of everyone's kind. Everybody's doing interviews with comedians now, and I wish I could get me a comedian to come on the, the set via his podcast, but. I digress. I tend to do that every episode, but it is what it is. So these comedians have been the topic of the day ever since Cat Williams has did his interview. Like I see interviews of all kinds of uh, comedians popping up, and that's a good thing, right? So it puts comedy uh, in a good space right now, despite the the negativity or the calling to the carpet that was had during the cat williams interview now what we're gonna talk about is who are the funniest comedians that you have ever seen that are still considered underrated now i'm gonna give you four of mine and i'm gonna explain why number one okay let me not say number one because i'm not ranking these these are just four comedians that i have seen live and have watched their specials if they have a special and they absolutely had me rolling to the point where i left with a stomach ache after i seen the show roy woods jr of yeah he used to be on the daily show he's from my home state alabama and man roy woods jr is by far one of the funniest comedians that i have ever seen or heard because his delivery is so like on point that he doesn't from what i've seen his joke doesn't need time to build like he's in and out with precision with his jokes albeit they be political or things from like his story from where he grew up in alabama how he grew up I can relate to some of the things that he say. His political jokes are freaking amazing. Like they're not classless and they're just funny. So Roy Woods Jr. is one of those comedians that I just definitely want to see. Like not necessarily like go mainstream mainstream because he was on The Daily Show and that's a national show. Everybody sees The Daily Show. Now, should he have gotten the the lead spot on the daily show you damn right he should have got that but we ain't here to debate that we talking about him being considered underrated and from, in my opinion i do think he is underrated now the next comedian is gary freaking owen now everybody knows gary owen he's been in a few movies he's been um doing stand-up for like 20 some years um we all know his story if you haven't check it out grew up in the trailer park went to the navy was a navy security officer in san diego decided to try the comedy thing while he was still in the navy and made it big hell he was on he was when he was on comic view he was still in the navy now that's just a small part of his story but they call Gary Owen the the black comic 
because he's a white guy, but he his fan base is predominantly black. Reason being, Gary Owens sounds like one of us, but not really. He sounds like a country dude, but he sounds like a black dude at the same time. And that's not typecasting. That's not stereotypical, but that's just what it is. If you've heard Gary Owen before or you've seen Gary Owen, then you know that that's what it is. Gary Owen, to me, is one of the most underrated comedians because his skill set is crazy. He has the ability to read the room and know exactly with precision how to make you laugh. And it's not a ha ha laugh. It's a hurt your side laugh. And for me, I guess it's because, again, I can relate to his jokes. But if you put Gary Owen in a room with full of white people, right? Gary Owen can still make that room move. And that's why he is on my list of one of the most underrated comedians. My next most underrated comedian that I have ever seen because I've seen him live as well as Gary Owen um, is Corey Holcomb bruh Corey Holcomb is by far the most funniest and I say that not lightly at all Corey Hol- if I had to rank comedians um, on how hard they actually made me laugh and continue to make me laugh Corey Holcomb would be at the top of that list. So it would probably be Dave Chappelle. Um, and then Corey Holcomb. And I know a lot of people are not going to agree with that. But in comedy, I mean, I'll say I didn't necessarily grow up listening or watching like Richard Pryor. Now, when I was of age and I was able to watch uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy's Raw, like delirious all of those right that is the golden age of comedy right it was it was rough it was political it was raw like it was in your face pause um Corey holcomb is of that ilk like Corey holcomb is the most raunchiest but he tell it straight Every time he's on the stage and every time that I've seen Corey Holcomb, man, I just need to sit in the theater or the improv or wherever it is that I'm watching him. And I just have to sit there for a few minutes because I'm literally in tears, sweating, laughing so hard just because his comedic genius is crazy and his ability to say what he wants to say how he wants to say it is genius because he does not care about being canceled he doesn't care about going mainstream Corey is just a pure comedian and that's why he is on my list of funniest comedians that we would consider underrated now, next on this list is a comedian that I was privy to maybe a year ago. And I went to the improv and the headliner was D.L. Hughley, right? But his opening act was this comedian who I have never heard of. 
But let me tell you something. When I tell you that room was on the floor the entire time this guy was on the stage, that is not an understatement. And for the life of me, as well as he does, he does not understand how he could turn a room upside down laughing. But for whatever reason, he has still not made that mainstream um i guess comedic role or rise right and i'm talking about bodacious this man when i tell you bodacious had the room upside down laughing crying like and i'll be honest with you dl came on because bo was his opening act right but i'm gonna tell you this right now um Bo was the funniest comedian in that room that night. And that's not a slight to D.L. Hughley because he is a legend. But it's hard, man, when you come out and be as funny as Bo was. That night, couldn't nobody top that. Nobody could top that. And that is not a slight to DL again. But Bo had that stage that night. Bo probably could have went another 45 minutes. And everybody in that audience probably would have been content. Um, so that's the reason why. And I, I started following Bo on social media, man. And I'm looking forward to him coming to the, floor, the Orlando area again. So I can go check him out because... That that was the funniest I had laughed in a long time. And it wasn't just me. Everybody in that Orlando improv, or which they call the funny bone now, was in tears. So Bodacious is the last comedian that I would just put in that category as the funniest that I have ever seen, but you know, has not made that that rise to being a mainstream uh comedian. So Man, that is all I have for that comedic rant. <laughs> so we're going to leave that at that, man. But yeah, if you haven't had a chance to check out any of those comedians, man, Roy Woods Jr., Gary Owen, Corey Holcomb, or Bodacious, man, check them out because you will not be disappointed. I must my, remind you again, Corey Holcomb is not for the weak. And if you one of them people that like to get in their feelings about stuff, you probably don't want to listen to Corey Holcomb. But I'm going to tell you this. If you are not like that, you will have an absolute great time. Along with the rest of them. So, yeah, man. Check them out. And now for one of the most bizarre things that, um, I, I wouldn't say bizarre, but a yogurt company is offering to pay $10,000 to the participants who can complete a month-long digital detox. That means with no smartphone, their phone will be locked in a box. And the only thing they will have is an old school flip phone with no web access, no none of that. So you can still make phone calls. You can try to send a text message, but uh, they're paying $10,000 to the participants that entered into the contest and they selected 
to do a one month long digital detox. Now, a lot of us who don't really be on your phones like that think, okay, yeah, I can do that. But on average, we spend about 5.4 hours on our phone every day. Now to put that into context, most of us work eight hour jobs. So eight and five, that's 13. You sleep for eight, supposedly supposedly sleep for eight hours. You do the math. When do you have time to do anything else? <laughs> so a lot of, I know I find myself saying this a lot that, oh, it just feels like I don't have time to do anything anymore like I used to. And that's possibly because we don't realize how much time we actually spend on our phones every day it's crazy that the average is 5.4 hours right but i'm gonna take a look at my iphone right now let's see digital well-being this is crazy okay so the average usage on my phone for social media apps is three hours and two minutes. That's my average. Now, I don't necessarily surf on Instagram. I don't surf reels. When I do, I catch myself and I like 20 minutes in. I'm like, all right, bro, you wasting time. But it's just crazy the amount of time that we actually spend on our devices. So my question to you is, could you survive 30 days without your smartphone, without your iPhone, your Samsung Galaxy, without your smartwatch, without any of that? Could you survive for 30 days and not saying you're going to stay in the house, not going to do any of that? You have to carry on business as usual throughout your day. Can you survive 30 days without a smartphone or a smartwatch for 10 grand? I can answer that question real easy. Heck yes. And I'll be in PC. So I'm going to say it again. Can I survive a month without my smartphone for 10 grand? Hell yeah, I can do that. I can do that easy. I just find something else to do. Social media don't move me like that. So I'm not one that's going to be like, oh, I'm missing out on something. Now I can watch the news for whatever information that's important that I need to know. Do I need to see people pictures and videos all day long? Nope. But if it's in my hand, then I got in my mind, I don't have anything else to do. But that, of course, I'm going to open it up. Of course, I'm going to look at some of the foolery that be going on on the Internet. But if you're going to pay me 10 grand to like detoxify my brain from social media, I'm taking that bit any day. So that's the wacky news for today. That they paying $10,000 to these people that they select to try to meet this challenge. Oh, and not to mention. 
they'll give you the flip phone 30 day prepaid card or whatever for whatever service that you want and a three year supply of their yogurt yep yep it's a promotion thing definitely but i mean i don't really see why you're gonna give them three years of yogurt i don't really care about yogurt that much maybe you do i don't they can keep the yogurt just give me that 10 grand at the end of the month well folks we have reached the end of this fantastic journey uh this week we touched on the nfl we touched on a lot of different topics including comedians which seems to be the hot topic these days bruh i'm on my year is coming i'm on my year is coming and that's for my sneakerheads. it's your boy money madman if you stuck around with me this long thanks for listening thanks for being a part of the set vid podcast thanks for coming along on this journey i am your host money matt and i am gone stay crispy